Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art DeVitalis. Now for today's News Blast. For our lead story, we talked to the four candidates up for Meridian ISD School Board. Bobby Taylor and Heath Martin are both incumbents. Kyle Hood and Anya Dedeker are new to the ticket. Todd Hyatt will not be running for re-election after more than 20 years. We asked each candidate to tell us about their background in the community. I'm Kyle Hood, and I am running for one of the open spots on the Meridian School Board. So I've been in Meridian 13 years now. I graduated from Whitney, where I met my wife. We were married and lived there for a few years. Before that, my dad was a head football coach and athletic director, so I kind of moved around a lot. We were at about, I think I went to four or five different schools while I was all the way through. And so, and we ended up being at Whitney my senior year, and that's, where I met my wife, like I said, and that's what led me here to Meridian. My wife has family that is from here. As I told somebody the other day, I think this is the longest I've ever lived in one place in my life. So I have been in Meridian for the last five years. I grew up here, moved to Waco, and then moved back. I'm a local realtor here in Bosque County, so my kids have gone through school. They're in elementary right now. So I am running for school board. I just want to bring a new perspective to school board and, you know, have somebody that has kids in the elementary have an insight of what's going on. My name is Heath Martin, and I'm running again for re-election on the Meridian ISD school board. Uh, wife and family, when we moved to Meridian, we got involved in the community. We've worked with all the Little League sports programs. I've been the president of the Little League Baseball and Softball Association for a little while now, and we've been trying to get involved and get the kids involved, just try to develop them into getting ready for junior high and high school years, character and accountability and everything. Background in education, I'm married to a school teacher. My father served on the school board where I grew up, and he was a college professor, and I kind of followed in his footsteps, and I'm now teaching in the higher education college uh, education program. So I see a lot of the students are not necessarily our students from our town, but a lot of students who's coming into the college world and what they're lacking and what could be more focused on in the high school years for them to prepare them for college better. My name is Bobby Taylor. I've been serving on the school board for the past six years. I hope to continue. Me and my family have been part of the community in Meridian for about 15 years now. My kids have grown up in Meridian. My daughter, we moved to Meridian the very next day. She started kindergarten. We've been in and active in the community, in the school, youth activities, and in church just about that whole time since we've been in the community. I was very involved in my kids' activities, part of the basketball association, part of the youth baseball association, served as president of the baseball association for about three years. The kids are our future, so I've invested a lot of my time personally in the kids of our community. Matter of fact, last Thursday night at the football game, I was looking on the sideline and 20 plus kids that were on the sideline playing football, I have coached, I think it was 18 was the number of those in youth sports at either basketball or baseball. So I just think it's important for people to plug in and be a part of kids' lives. Howdy listeners, this is Steve Conrad at Clifton Feed in Clifton. Taking care of horse owners is a huge priority here at Clifton Feed. We offer a complete line of equine feeds from Purina. 
We have alfalfa forage products from Red Chain and Stanley, and we carry oats and other grains from Boyce. Our coastal Bermuda hay is the greenest and cleanest in the whole county. Other items that we carry include pelleted and loose shavings, ropes, halters, and horse treats. Horse owners will also find dewormers, vaccines, liniments, and other grooming supplies, buckets, fly sprays, and even horseshoes. You can get anything you need for your horse at Clifton Feed, but our number one job is to help you match the correct horse feed to your horse's level of daily activity. The age of your horse is also a factor in choosing the right feed product. Does your horse just loaf in the pasture all day or, or do you ride him? Is your horse in a specific training program or is there a foal with your mare? What type of forage does the horse consume each day? All of these questions can be a factor in determining the right feed for your horse. Stop by Clifton Feed and let's visit about your horse. We have a product and a program to fit any budget. What are your personal goals, if elected, to the school board? I don't know that I have any, like, big plans or anything like that. I think that our district is headed in a very good direction. I think we have really good administration and staff, students here, and I think that things are on a positive track. I just think that if elected, I just want to make sure that we continue on that track. I think it's the board's job to just be the accountability and the support system for the community and for the parents to that district. I'd just like to help continue on that path and support and do anything I can for them. So if elected, I want to really focus on making sure that the school meets academic requirements as far as like with their teaching of the students and stuff. Also making sure that the students are well equipped for teaching at both the high school and the elementary level as far as like having enough technology. Also building the programs, mainly the sports programs. I know with getting a new administrative 80 in there, I think we're still kind of short on coaches. I think we need one more, but just making sure that we have the adequate number of coaches for the student. We as a board, we've got a pretty good team going that we have on the board, pretty good administration going. A lot of the focus is retaining some of our quality instructors, quality teachers that we have. And also, you know, to better prepare the kids for the real world. Our goals are to our sports program going good, which we've got very good ADM that's helping develop and rebuild all of that. Our administrators are doing a good job, and my goal is, as a whole, let's retain the ones that are really beneficial to our school district. Let's teach these kids, prepare them for a brighter future when they get out of high school. My main goal since I've been on the school board and, and will continue to be is just to focus on the education of our kids. Like I said, they're our future. To me, there's no better place to raise a kid than in a small town like Meridian, Texas to give them a quality education that they deserve. Going off to bigger schools, sometimes people are afforded better opportunities, but we're continually hoping to bring those same opportunities to Meridian and Meridian ISD. Plan your workcation at the screen door end. But first, what is a workcation? My vision of a workcation is you doing whatever business you are in, the fact that you are able to do it in a different location. 
for a quaint bed and breakfast, the Screen Door Inn is located in historic downtown Clifton. Comfort and convenience are combined for elevated rustic charm in a century-old building. Private rooms are available with fully connected work areas, each with a unique twist on Bosque County and Texas history. Enjoy a taste from the Corner Drug Cafe for breakfast and head to Olaf's for some live music and dinner across the street. Or take a break from work. Visit Lake Whitney, the Bosque River, and Meridian State Park. For downtown shopping, visit the Bosque Emporium or the Clifton Antique Mall and so much more. Visit at Screen Door Inn on Facebook or stop by ScreenDoorInn.com for more of what this gem has to offer. And we asked them to tell us what they thought the biggest issue facing the school board was. I really don't think right now that our district is in a place where we have any really large issues. The thing, most of all, what they're having to go through this year. But uh, like I kind of said before, our administration has had a plan since day one for all the stuff affected by COVID. And the teachers have done amazing jobs. And I think that our students, you know, I've got a daughter that's a sophomore and i got a son that's in third grade here at this school. So I think they've done an amazing job. And the board that we have in place right now, I think they've done a good job in supporting them. I want to make sure that we just stay on track with what we're doing and how we're going. I hope that everybody, you know, anybody that listens to this knows that, you know, this is a great community and uh, we need to support our school district. I think that the best thing growing up as a coach's kid and being around, you know, different school districts, the strongest school districts always had the support of the community and the support of the parents. Um, and I think that that's, that's just a major issue that we need to continue on. I think we do have that here. The districts seem to thrive when the parents and the community are behind them and supporting them. And so, um, and holding them accountable at the same time. So I think that that's a major thing. And I think that you know, the other thing is that, you know, everybody get out and vote. So right now, I think they're really facing is just all the changes that have gone on this year and trying to adapt to to what that has brought as far as like distance ed, got some kids that are learning from home that aren't in this district and kind of just making sure that they're getting involved and also just all the different rules that have been enforced, making sure that parents understand this is for the well-being of the kids, helping them, everybody communicate as a whole. I just want to bring, like as far as if, if I am elected, I wanted to bring some new ideas and some perspective to school board and district. One of the big challenges that not just the school board, but the entire school is facing is the whole adapting to the current COVID-19 pandemic. We've got some students that are doing remote learning from home. We've got some that's in person. The challenge is really spread across the board among the students, the teachers, the administration, the school board. We've upped our, our technology, uh, to help these students, um, you know, that could be uh, learning remotely. Our teachers are, they're, they're under extreme pressure, extreme stress. They're trying to adapt the teaching class with face coverings, making sure all the students have their face coverings on, making sure everything's sanitized and cleaned. I don't think everybody realizes the pressure and the stress that the teachers and the administration's under. We as a board, we need to be there and back our teachers and administration the best we can during this time. This is probably going to be ongoing through the whole school year. It's not just facing it on the elementary, junior high, high school level. I mean, this is, it's across the whole community. We did 
improve the technology for the school. We got the internet ramped up. We got our cabling project done to uh, spread out the technology through the school. So uh, hopefully if we do run into any issues where we have another major outbreak and, and, and we're not allowed to attend school in person, that we will be pretty much close to being or be up to speed to be able to have the teachers do that education remotely for the students to do online be such an overwhelming ordeal, but just taking one thing at a time and following best practice in accordance with what the state puts down and always measuring that with what's best for our children. When you try to take the whole thing at one lump sum, it can be quite overwhelming for kids, teachers, and parents, but just breaking it down one thing at a time and and just kind of guiding in that direction. I don't think anyone has all the answers right now, but hopefully we can we can wade through this. Thank you to all four candidates for reaching out and talking to us. We appreciate it, and best of luck to all in the upcoming election. Folks, I want to take a minute and talk about a little gem that sits on the shores of Lake Whitney. In case you haven't been in a while, there have been a lot of great changes happening at Uncle Gus Marine and Resort, and it is beautiful as ever. The resort has gone through some pretty extensive upgrades over the past few years with boat rentals, RV sites, and cabins. The on-site restaurant, The Galley Grill, is gathering quite the following, all on its own. If you happen to be around Friday and Saturday, the Kona Ice Truck is there all day. Uncle Gus has its own boating club and boat slips available for lease. As always, the crappie dock is ready for anglers to land the next big one. Last year, a cove full of boats and people lining the shores came out to see a huge fireworks display. This year, Uncle Gus's second annual 4th of July fireworks extravaganza starts at dark. This show will light up the sky and everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, give them a call at 254-622-2276. And hey, if you want to keep up with current events, give them a like on Facebook. Look up hashtag the place to be on Lake Whitney on social media for more. Check out the Bait Shack, the only live bait shop on the water. The lake is full of fish, ready to be caught. For our next story, we got in touch with Savannah Reed of Armadillo Prince about upcoming preparations for the Trunk or Treat event in Clifton tomorrow. This Saturday on Halloween at 6 p.m. down at the Clifton City Park, we are doing the drive through trick-or-treat. We're really just this year trying to follow CDC recommendations, and so we figured this is going to be a happy medium, still allowing the kids to get out and do something, but trying to do it safely and social distancing as we do it. Starting at 6, the cars start driving through in the city park and have, I've been calling them candy passers set up along the little route that we're making around the armory building. Cars are just going to drive up. We'll have the kids kind of pull their bags outside of the car, out the window or something, and the candy passers will drop in some candy. They'll just follow along the route towards the end, and we're going to try to have some music playing as we go. Some ladies from the art center, I believe, are going to be doing a little witch's dance for us while everybody's going on the path, so that way they've got some entertainment along the way also. Definitely sounds like fun. So how many are getting involved this year? At the moment, 
I think I have 25 cars, 20 to 25 cars, and I do still have some waiting to give me their final number on how many. I think we'll have a pretty good stretch of cars along the route for the trick-or-treaters to stop at and get candy from. Thanks, Savannah, and look out for trick-or-treat with Main Street tomorrow evening. Closer to the lake, folks can look out for trick-or-treat off the street at Uncle Gus Marina. This is the second year for the event. Kids are able to trick-or-treat at the 31 cabins and enjoy the night in a safe and welcoming environment. The event goes from 5.30 to 9 p.m. Valley Mills will host a group of downtown businesses for trick-or-treaters the same night. Visit the Painted Bunting, the Foundry, First Baptist Church, BB's Back Porch, OptiClear Waco, and the City of Valley Mills for some treats. Check back Monday for more on a local icon and beloved member of the community, W. Leon Smith. And that's it for today's Blast. Visit us at bosquecountyblast.com for more news. I'm Cynthia Davis. And I'm Art Devitalis. Thank you for listening. <laughs>